We have an Old Testament scripture passage and a New Testament scripture passage tonight. The Old Testament scripture passage is Psalm 127. Psalm 127. It's on page 968 in your pew Bible. And then our New Testament scripture passage is Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 and 6, and that's on pew Bible page 1878. Um, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 and 6. Before we read Psalm 127, will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, enlighten us by your Spirit that we may see in these words uh, your gracious character and our Savior, Jesus Christ. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Psalm 127. Hear now the reading of God's Word. A song of ascent of Solomon. Unless the Lord builds the house, its builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchmen stand guard in vain. In vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. Sons are a heritage from the Lord, children a reward from him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are sons born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their enemies in the gate. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 and 6. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Thus far, the reading of God's holy word. May he bless it to the hands, hearts, and minds of his people. We're also going to be looking at Lord's Day 50 in the Heidelberg Catechism in the back of your green Psalter hymnals. Lord's Day 50, and that's on page 62. Lord's Day 50 on page 62. Uh, we can read the answer together with one voice. What does the fourth request mean? Give us this day our daily bread means do take care of all our physical needs so that we come to know that you are the only source of everything good and that neither our work and worry nor your gifts can do us any good without your blessing. And so help us to give up our trust in creatures and to put trust in you alone. That's the teaching of the catechism. Uh, Luther's catechism, written during the time of the Reformation, also mentions uh, the Lord's Prayer, goes through the Lord's Prayer. And it's interesting to look at the differences between the Heidelberg Catechism, Luther's Catechism, uh, Calvin's Catechism, to see uh, what are the, the similar elements. Um, and there's something about Luther's Catechism that I think is 
It's rather appealing and I think expounds upon what is said in the Heidelberg Catechism. And so I want to share it with you. What does it mean when we pray, give us today our daily bread? In Luther's Catechism, the answer is, truly God gives daily bread to evil people, even without our prayer. But we pray in this request that he will help us realize this and receive our daily bread with thanksgiving. And then he asks the question, what does daily bread mean? And maybe some of you are thinking, I think that's pretty obvious, but you know how religious folk can be, Christian folk can be. And a debate has been going on for some time about what daily bread means. Um, either it is entirely earthly, or it's so spiritualized that we don't even think it has anything to do with what it seems like it's talking about, daily bread. But I like Luther's answer. What does daily bread mean? And he says, everything that nourishes our body and meets its needs, such as food, drink, clothing, shoes, house, yard, fields, cattle, money, possessions, a devout spouse, devout children, devout employees, devout and faithful rulers, good government, good weather, peace, health, discipline, honor, good friends, faithful neighbors, and other things like these. That's a good list, I mean, I think. And I think what we get from Luther about what daily bread means is anything that we need. Anything that we stand in need of. Anything that would help or benefit our lives in pursuit of godliness and holiness. From shoes to devout spouses to good employees, to good government rulers. When we pray for our daily bread, we're praying that in Christ, God would give each day to us his gracious provision. So, and that's our theme tonight. In Christ... We pray to God each day for His gracious provision. In Christ, we pray to God each day for his gracious provision. We've got three points tonight. The first is the bread. We're going to talk about what does that mean. The second is the blessing. And the third is the benefactor. The bread, the blessing, the benefactor. It's been a while since I had a good alliteration, so I'm pleased with that. Let's talk about the bread at first. Lord's Day 50 says, what does the fourth request in the Lord's Prayer mean? Um, pray like this, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, 
Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Uh, give us this day our daily bread. Means. Do take care of all our physical needs. Do take care of all our physical needs. And in order to illustrate this, I want to look at something that's distinct. It's unique. If you know the, um, the synoptic gospels uh, have accounts of the same event. And in Matthew's gospel, we have the giving of the Lord's Prayer as Jesus describes it. The one that we're used to uh, reciting together. It's the longer one. But in Luke's gospel, there's a different emphasis given to the Lord's Prayer. And if you turn to page 1613 in your pew Bibles, Luke chapter 11, we see the the Lord's Prayer. Jesus is teaching on prayer there. And it says, One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, when you pray, say, and the beginning of this will sound really familiar, won't it? Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. And you say, what? Wait, hold on. Isn't there more to that? Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Then give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us, and lead us not into temptation. So there's something missing that, that jars at you, and this is, not, uh, this is not an accident. This is purposeful, because if you continue to read, following Jesus' giving of the Lord's Prayer in Luke's Gospel, he goes on to tell a little parable. He says to them, suppose one of you has a friend, and he goes to him at midnight and says, friend. Lend me three loaves of bread. Because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I have nothing set before him. Then the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children are with me in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him the bread because he is his friend, yet because of the man's boldness he will get up. And give him as much as he needs. So this is it's actually a really funny story. Because imagine your neighbor came and knocked at your door at midnight and asked if they could borrow some sugar because a friend of theirs came by. Now, we don't have the same practice of all getting together as families in the same bed. It was a way to keep warm at night in those days. And so it was a common practice for all of them to be in bed. And so he didn't want to get out and disturb all the other people who were sleeping. But... Jesus says, because of this man's boldness, that he would come over and he would knock on the door and say over and over again repeatedly, can you please give me three loaves of bread? He, the, the man would get out of bed and, and, and give this to him. So, uh, you know, this is a, a good, interesting thing that you're doing here, Pastor Kerry, but what does it mean? Jesus is arguing from the lesser to the greater. It's very much like the story that Jesus says in comparing fathers. Your earthly father knows what a good gift is, right? 
And so if your earthly father, uh, if you asked your earthly father for something and he gave you a scorpion, we would say that that's evil. Even an earthly father wouldn't do that. So ask your heavenly father and he will give to you what you need. The parable in Luke chapter 11 in the giving of the, the, the Lord's Prayer that is emphasizing this aspect of the bread, the daily, the daily needs, right? It's not saying that God is like the man laying in bed with his family who will say, go away, you're annoying me when you come and pray. What it's saying is God is a good father, and unlike this man, he will answer you. But even if this man, who's evil and who won't even do this nice thing for his friend, will answer because of the man's boldness of asking, how much more will God answer you when you pray, when you pray for what you need? You see, often we, we spiritualize prayer too much. We think that God is too grand to go to for things that we think uh, are simple or too lowly. And so you ask God if he could give you, uh, he could give you a, a little bit more money to get through this week, even though you know that it was your, your, your wrong-headed and bad decisions that put you in this financial place. And you don't really feel like you should be able to go to God and ask him to help you get through this week, but God in his graciousness provides anyway. If you ask, he's going to provide. Because he's a good father. And here's Luther, the champion of the Reformation. What does daily bread mean? Is it like the heavenly bread that comes out of heaven? Is it like Jesus who is the bread from heaven? He says, no, it's... um, Food, drink, clothing, shoes, house, yard, fields, cattle, money, possessions, devout spouse, devout children, devout employees, devout and faithful rulers, good government, good weather, peace, health, discipline, honor, good friends, faithful neighbors, and other things like these. You see, God, God loves when you come. To him in need, in need and ask him for the little things. Because when you do that, you are expressing the faith of a child. An illustration would be something like, God, help me find my car keys. I've lost them. You know what's so funny about losing things? When I was a kid, it seemed like it was so easy for me to lose things. And I thought my parents were magical because I would go to them and I would say, I can't find this thing. And they'd be like, I bet you I can find it in a minute. And they would go and be like, look, it's right here. Do you want your kids to feel like they can't come to you and ask you to help them find something? Because that's below you. That's just a bother. God's not like that. He wants you to pray to Him in Christ for the things you need. Get through that day. 
He wants you to pray for the bread. So that you come to know that God is the only source of everything good. That he is a good father. And that all blessings, all good things come down from him. And sometimes we don't know if it's appropriate to pray for things or not pray for things. And what I would tell you is that you pray for what is on your heart to pray for. And if God doesn't think you need that, then he'll let you know. The blessing. So we not only pray for the daily things that we need, we pray to God each day for his gracious provision in that day. It's much of what Jesus talks about in the Sermon on the Mount, right? That uh, you should not have worries about tomorrow because today has enough worries of its own. He's not saying don't plan. He's not saying don't be somebody who's thinking ahead. He's saying don't worry about things that haven't happened. Pray for God to provide for you what you need in that day and you will see that God is a good provider. But that's not where our prayer should stop. The catechism continues. Do take care of all our physical needs so that we come to know that you, God, alone are the source of everything good and that neither our work and worry nor your gifts could do us any good without your blessing. Work and worry. When we read that passage about the, how people worry about the future and what, they're going, what clothes they're going to wear, what food they're going to eat, and all these other things, there's a, there's a phrase that happens in that passage that says, Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be given unto you. And what Jesus is trying to communicate by that phrase is that there's only so much mind space you can have. There's only so many things that you can think about at one time. There's only so many things that can be on you, that you can be concerned about, that you can be stressed about, that you can be involved in. We are human. There is limitations. In fact, this is something that, that I've been talking to, to my wife about, um, social media. Social media gives us a sense of omniscience. We know all these things that in the past we would not have known. That this thing happened over there and this thing happened over there. And this thing's going on across the world. And, and it gives us a sense of this omniscience. But we are not omnipotent. We are not all powerful. We know a bunch of things that we can't do anything about. And it stresses us out. Our anxiety goes like this. And Jesus is saying the same thing to the people in his day. He's saying, you little humans can't worry about much but today. And if you worry about things tomorrow and things a week from now and things that are going on here and there that you really have no control over, that you really have no way to impact or to change, then you're losing sight of the kingdom the work and the worry that you have is distracting you from what God can be doing in your life, what God can be doing through you and other people's lives. You are caught up in yourself. You are turned in on yourself, as Augustine would say, as the early church fathers would say. 
And so the catechism comes to us and it tells us that when we pray to the Father in Christ, that he, each day he would give us his gracious provision, one of the things that we're doing is we are telling ourselves that neither the work that we do or the worry that we have or the gifts that God gives us can do us any good. Without the blessing. Without his blessing. And that's what Psalm 127 is saying. When Psalm 127 says, unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. What he's saying is, it doesn't matter how nice of a house you build, unless you have the Lord's blessing, that house will not stand. Psalm 127, Solomon says, unless the Lord watches over the city, those watchmen who stand guard, who watch for the enemies who may be coming over the hill, those soldiers who are there to protect the city and its citizens, they watch in vain. Because unless the Lord protects the city, unless the Lord is the one who's going to keep the city standing, it doesn't matter. In verse 2, there's a translational issue here, but it says, In vain you rise early and stay up late. In vain you work and you worry, toiling for food to eat. For he grants sleep to those he loves. And that last part is the translational issue. If you look down at 8, it says, Toiling for food to eat, for while they sleep, he provides for those he loves. I think that's more in line with what's being said in Psalm 127. Because this is what Psalm 127 is saying about our work and our worry. Absent the blessing of God. Is that we need to be reminded of our human frailty. And that if we think that we have our own lives in control, that we can order things in a specific way and work things in a certain way, and that if we do all these things in specific order, we are the champion of our own souls, our own destinies, then we need to remember that when we sleep, the world keeps going on. And that ain't your doing. For while we sleep, while we sleep, the Lord is providing for those he loves. You see, we think we have to do the work and the worry. And we don't consider the way that God wants to work in our lives. We don't consider asking for God's blessing upon the work that we're doing and the things that we're pursuing. But while we sleep, the Lord is providing for us. That is an expression of the dependence we have ultimately 
whether we want to acknowledge it or not, each and every one of us are wholly dependent upon God and his blessing. Each and every breath we take is a gift from him. Each and every beat of our heart is a gift from him. Every step we take, every moment that we wake up, every waking moment we have is because God grants it. God allows it. God gives it. And so, when we pray, give us this day our daily bread, we're not only praying that the Lord would give his gracious provision in that day of food and drink and sustenance and work and employment and whatever, all those things that we pray for, we're also praying that God would bless it. And that reminds me of what Luther says. He says, truly, God gives daily bread to evil people even without our prayer. But we pray, give us this day our daily bread, Lord, that he will help us realize this and receive our daily bread with thanksgiving. You see, God gives this to everyone, what we're praying for. But it's Christians who are to remember and be reminded that God is the one we are to be thankful to, that there is a giver. And that he is gracious. And we're to ask his blessing upon the work that we are doing. The things that we are accomplishing. The last point, the benefactor. This is that last point. This is about who we're talking about. I sort of got into it a little bit at the end of that second point. But when we pray, give us this day our daily bread, we're praying, do take care of all of our physical needs, that we come to know that you're the only source of everything good, and that neither our work and worry nor your gifts can do us any good without your blessing. And so help us to give up our trust in creatures. And to put our trust in you alone. Give up trust in creatures. Apparently, I don't know how to spell creatures. For trust in the Creator. You see, when we work and worry, we're putting our trust in creature because we're putting our our trust in ourselves, what we can accomplish, what we can strive after, what we can do. We are the champion of our own destiny. And sometimes it takes a pandemic to run through the world for us to remember that we really aren't in control. And it doesn't matter if you get a 2019, 2020 planner It ain't worth much when everything gets canceled. We put our trust in other creatures. We think that one political platform is 
going to do what we want them to do. We think that voting this way or that way, or we think that this politician is this or that, or we put our trust in, in our employees, our employers, the people who pay us and, and who, do, uh, who provide for us and our jobs. And our, we can't ultimately trust anyone like we are called to trust God. He alone is trustworthy. He alone will never let us down. Concluding exhortations in the book of Hebrews has a number of things mentioned, but one of them is that statement, to keep your life free from the love of money and to be content with what you have because God has given you a promise. It's one stated in Deuteronomy chapter 31. And it's one that Jesus repeats in the Great Commission. Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. I mean, that, that is one promise that you have to cling to with all that you have when it seems that all those things that you could put your trust in are, are crumbling to the ground. Things that you counted on before, things that were steady before but are, are, are being pulled out from underneath you. It seems that the whole world is shifting and changing and, and we don't really know what we can do, what we're supposed to cling to, what we're supposed to hold on to and, and we have this promise never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. No other creature can tell you that. Not ultimately. So we say with confidence, the Lord. The Lord is the benefactor. The Lord is the giver of all these gifts. The Lord... Is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? When we pray, give us this day our daily bread. Not only are we praying that God each day would provide for us his gracious provision, not only are we praying that God would bless the work that we are doing, and not only are we praying those things, but we're praying that God would help us to let go of the things in this world that we are trusting in, that we are putting our hope in, so that we can more wholly and more fully cling to him alone who is trustworthy. Help us to give up our trust in creatures and to put trust in you alone. When Hebrews chapter 13 and its concluding exhortation says, keep your lives free from the love of money, what it's saying is keep your lives free from trusting in creatures. And to be content with what you have. Because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. He's saying, well, get rid of your trust in money. Trust in God. Money can leave you. God will never. Money can't be trusted. Wealth and possessions in this life, they will not last. Moths and rust can destroy these things. But the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Luther says, what does daily bread mean? 
It means everything that nourishes our body and meets its needs. And I want to remind you that when you pray in your daily prayers, do not be ashamed to pray for your physical needs, for things that you need to get through that day, to get through that week. I want to remind you that when we confess in the Heidelberg Catechism about our only comfort in life and in death, we do not say, my only comfort in life and in death is that I'm not my own, but I belong, soul, to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. We say we belong body and soul. Often we, we bifurcate we split the physical and the spiritual too much. And in the catechism, it brings us together in this portion of the prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. It's not only asking the Lord to give us his gracious provision for that day of our physical needs, food, shelter, a work, an income. But also, with the, when we pray these things, that God would change our heart, that he would turn our heart towards him so that we would acknowledge and realize and see that he is the giver of all these gifts and that in doing so, we would relinquish our trust in the things of this world and more and more trust in him. And I pray that as we pray this week, all of us, and God would do that work in our hearts. In Christ, we pray to God each day for his gracious provision. We pray for the bread. We pray for the blessing. We pray to the benefactor. Amen. Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, thank you for this word. Help us, Lord, to relinquish our trust in the things of this world so that we can see you alone as the giver of all good gifts, as the one who provides for us graciously each day. And Lord... May we acknowledge you and give you all the honor and glory for these things. And we pray, Lord, that the work we have before us each and every day, that we would not worry and fret about it, but we would use the gifts you've given to us and that you would bless our work, Lord, for your sake and for your glory. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.